that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade. Good morning, Renegade Talk, Renegade Nation. Welcome to the show on a Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Marla. Thank you. You hope you get laid tonight. Get some flowers and some chocolates. Oh, by the way. You didn't look at me. I blew you a kiss. Oh, you did. Okay, don't blow me kisses. Blow something else. <laughs> I knew. Right, yeah, See, I, yeah. there's a reason why I did that, Richie. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, I was at the uh, supermarket this morning, and there was a line of guys about two miles deep with flowers <laughs> and cards. In fact, I hit one over the head and stole his candy. Just give me that, bitch. Did you find your underwear where I left my uh, yeah. li- lipstick print? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was really stinky. Anyway. Stinky? They were your underwear. They were oh, they're my underwear. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you were wearing my underwear. Is no, underwear? no. I was I'm confused. Putting, I was putting a kiss on it with my lipstick. Oh, no, I didn't see that. No, yeah. Take a look. Yeah. Take a look in your underwear. Drawer. Anyway, we're having a gangbang tonight for Valentine's Day. If you'd like yeah. to come over to Blowjob Studios, come on over. We're going to have a lot of fun. Anyway, today on the air, and we're waiting for Bob to call. Bob Schroeder... Uh, he wrote a book, and he was on last week, about uh, solving the UFO enigma, how modern physics is revealing the technology of UFOs. I wonder if the UFO people um, are celebrating Valentine's Day today. <laughs> I wonder what they're doing. Anyway, we're waiting for Bob to call in. Usually he's on time, so but he was stuck in the storm called Nemo, the, the storm that dumped 39,000 inches. Nemo? Of, yeah, they called it Nemo. Yes, Marla. Well, you, well, you, you don't do anything. That's what why do you, you don't mean? know it. I'm, yeah. always, I'm no, usually you, no. always up on the news. No, you're not up on the news, Marla. It's called Nemo. Anyway, Nemo is now gone. and there's... Well, then you're hiding things from me. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am hiding it. Anyway, uh, Bob will be on shortly, we hope. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, is Punani Friday, uh, Aloha Friday, Vagina Friday, whatever you want to call it. We'll have uh, Karen, who is a cougar out of Chicago, on, along with Mona. Now, I'm sorry, Mona. Um, wait, what's her name? Um, I forgot already. Well, that's the girl we had on the Happy other Holiday day. Girl. Um, no, what was her name? Now I'm all confused with these names. Oh, Honey Girl. Honey Girl. Honey Girl will be here. Now, apparently her mouth is fixed. <laughs> and she called uh, the other day and said, I can talk now. And I said, okay. So apparently, allegedly, she should be showing up on Punani Friday along with Karen out of Chicago. And Karen will be talking Won't about we cougars. have fun. Yeah, I want to ask Karen about our Valentine's Day, what happened yeah. to her. See if they had a game. Anyway, we're having, we're having a little gangbang over here tonight. If you'd like to join, fly in. Just we'll pick, like every other night. We'll pick you up at the airport. <laughs> you can come on over with your Valentine's Day outfits on. And girls, I hope you went out there and made sure that you got the hottest lingerie for your man. And make sure he's happy after he uh-huh. gives you candy and he gives you flowers. I know I have mine. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. You get flowers from a lot of dudes. They all want to bang you <laughs> anyway, that's what you yeah, do. Yeah, they're they're um, you know, uh, flowers they picked in they're, nature. Yeah, they're, yeah. The, the roses over here are like twenty bucks. Yeah, no, it's more than that. Okay, try thirty nine ninety nine. Prices, in fact, the prices of 40 roses. Forty dollars. Yeah, the prices go up. I think quadruply. I I I don't know if it's forty. It could be fifty dollars. Forty nine ninety five. They really jack up the prices. That's why I got my roses last week, and I got them at a. <laughs> At a farm market, well, they're, they're for, for fourteen ninety nine. 
They're not indigenous. They, so. Oh, I don't care about the indigenous shit more. I just buy them. I don't, I don't care if they're fake or whatever they are. I don't care. They all die anyway. They smell good. I know they smell good. Anyway, we're still waiting for Bob. Anyway, Bob um, wrote this book, and it's Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs. Now, we did this show last week, and running, a lot of Renegade Nation loved this show in regards to uh, the UFO phenomena, which is basically getting involved in math and science and how all of this stuff works, not being picked up by some UFO, uh, have, having sex with an alien or there's probing you and then dropping you off someplace <laughs> in the in the middle of the forest with no clothes on. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> what? that, that was that guy in Phoenix, Rich. Yeah, that's right. The guy in Phoenix. Oh, no, in Flagstaff, wherever. Anyway, oh, Janet and Dr. Sasha might be coming on next week. Uh, they uh, have a lot to report on their UFO experiences also. So, well, they're we'll the opposite. You know, they're the complete opposite. Bob. Right? Yeah, well, so we'll have Bob on giving you the real da 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 deal. And then we'll have Sasha and Janet, Janet. talking about if they've, been, if they've been abducted or any abductees of Janet. Just Janet. Janet's the. Oh, they, they won't touch Sasha. Janet is the experiencer. She's the That's experiencer. That's proper okay. term nowadays. Oh, okay. I yes. didn't know that. So but anyway, I don't know where Bob is. Uh, basically, he's always on time. I'm telling you, he thinks he's supposed to call. He's probably hour. caught in that Nemo storm, or he got stu stuck in a snowdrift or something. Today is Thursday, isn't it? Today's Thursday. Yeah. Is today Thursday. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. Well, anyway, happy Valentine's Day to all my girlfriends. You will not be getting any cards from me. You will not be getting anything from me. You can call me up and talk dirty to me if you like. If you want to do a threesome over the phone, I'm, I'm available. Take it to the bedroom. Rich. Take it to the bedroom. Yes, mm -hmm. that's where it's all going to be. Humping tonight in, in the in the U.S. worldwide. Valent is it Valentine's Day worldwide, or is it just in the U.S.? It's all about Saint Valentine. Well, so. I, I don't know anything about that. All I know is they tell me to go buy flowers and candy, and I. I get laid. That's all I know. <laughs> I go to dinner too. Dinner's yeah. really expensive. All the restaurants, Renegade Nation, raise their prices on the Valentine's Day. Uh, I took my Valentine's Day out today. I took her to lunch and I took her to Taco Bell, and we had a good time. Oh, I just found my information about Bob. That's good. I'm glad you did. I know it's amazing. Maybe I made a mistake. You probably uh, did. I usually do you make a lot of mistakes. Do. I am a fucking mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All the emails from yesterday's show about Abominable was uh, absolutely crazy. A lot of people agree with us. So um, hey. we're stuck with them for the next three and a half years, so it doesn't matter what. It was so much fun having it out with Patty. Yeah, Patty's really... I wasn't going to get into it. Patty doesn't know what she's talking about. I know she Pat, You know what, Patty? If you're listening to the show, we'll have you on she next week to, to fight you out and put you in the proper place that you belong. I'm going to put you guys in a boxing ring. Mm -hmm. And then... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, you started. You started. Up. You know, wait. I mean, you started taking her. I own, know. Uh, that's what yeah. I was saying. I was, she was irritating you with her yeah, abominable crap. Her <laughs> yeah, oh, right. by the way, go to the new RenegadeTalk.fm website, Renegade Nation. Go to the bottom, and you'll see where um, our web web uh, dude, uh, Chris the motherfucker, he uh, put all this shit together. And you wouldn't believe. And Patty, specifically, you, the queen of cannabis, you need to take a look of of of, of, of all the. Uh, uh, I know. Of all, uh, <laughs> you sound sorry. like her. I'm, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Of all the promises that Abominable made in 2008 through 2012, it's absolutely phenomena. Phenomena. It's phenomenal it's, to see it's, it's, it all in unison. And somebody put it all together on YouTube, and it's all these speeches, like the same speech all the way through, like we talked about yesterday. So if you go there... Go to the new website. It's called renegadetalk.fm. Just go there. Go to the bottom of the site, and you will see these uh, videos. And Patty, specifically the you. The first one is 
just great. Same speech, same stuff from 2008. Everybody forgets. You we know do- what? She's going to have to come on next week to yeah, apologize. From, from, we already talked about that. She's not going to apologize. She's going <laughs> to fight. She doesn't apologize to anybody. She's a fighter. She's a fighter. Yeah, she, she told us she was a fighter. That's she, how she kept her kind of whatever the fuck she's doing. You know, she's fucking crazy. <laughs> fucking nutty, nutty people. Anyway, um, Karen will be on tomorrow. The Cougar with um, Honey Girl. That should be very interesting to Honey see them two. Honey Girl can get her ass over here. Well, I, I don't know what Honey Girl's doing. I really don't. Uh, she's been out since, uh, for two and a half or three months now with a tongue problem. From, I don't know what she did. Who knows? Oh, uh, no. I don't want to get into the drama. I don't really fucking care. All I care about is my radio show and myself, and I don't care about nobody else, okay? That's basically where I'm at, Marlon. Like, I don't know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm around you enough. It's enough to drive anybody nuts. Anyway, so um, we are waiting for Bob, the uh, Bob Schroeder, the author of Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs. We're going to get into that when he calls, and uh, I don't know where he's at. Also, we're going to be talking about the Kepler mission, the NASA Discovery Mission number 10. And the transit method of detecting extrasolar planets, and Bob will be getting into that also. And mm-hmm. guess whose ancestor that was? Mine. Yes. That's right. Me, my, me. You talk to me. I am the prophet, Renegade Nation. <laughs> I will tell you. My ancestor discovered the transits of light and time. So, you know what? You need to go back. You need to listen to me. I am speaking for Mr. Kepler, Johannes. Yes, I am the man. And then the rest of these morons running around out there, they're so (laughs) stupid, I can't even be around them. It's amazing, Marla, how I feel. That's not amazing. That's about how you are. You're too smart. I'm too smart. That's the problem. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, hopefully Bob will be here, and uh, we can talk about the UFOs, and we can talk about his uh, new book called The Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the uh, Technology of uh, UFOs. And uh, we'll be be right back. It's Valentine's Day. Celebrate. Have a good time. Yeah, I need a mimosa. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. See, if you really cared, you would have bought Do you think I could use my voice and get some girl to get really, call me up on my 900 um, number? Use your scary mm. voice to yeah. get chills. Mm, I'm going to get you. I'm going to tie you up to the bedpost. Anyway. That wasn't it. Happy, I know. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day, everybody. I'm, you know. Have a heart. We'll be right back. Your freedom's being destroyed. Like free speech. Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. Welcome back, Renegade Talk, Renegade Nation. Welcome to the show. Don't forget to go to our new website, renegadetalk.fm. My name is Richie Kepler, along with Marla, the ever-drop-dead gorgeous glamour girl herself. Hi, Marla. Hi, Richie. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. Oh, Thank you. Okay, I, th- I figure one guy would say it to you. That had to be me. Yeah, that would be you, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then we found Bob Schroeder floating around. We He's, found Bob. Bob was uh, stuck in Nemo in the middle of a snowdrift, and he finally dug himself out. So, uh, hi, Bob. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing great, Rich and Marla, uh, and I'm glad you found me. Yeah. I, I don't like being in those snowdrifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your picture was just gorgeous of your home and all that snow, and I'm like, I hope he's not trapped out there in that wall of snow. <laughs> no, he was. Uh, how many? How many inches did you uh, finally uh, end up getting, Bob? 
Uh, in our local area, we got 30 inches, but not too far from us, maybe five or six miles. They got 36 inches, three feet of snow. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, however, that's still not as bad as the 78 blizzard. Mm -hmm. I got stuck in that, too. That was uh, four feet of snow uh, in a single night. The, so, deep, the deepest I ever got stuck in was 22 inches, and that was uh, 87 or something. But you know, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about that anymore, Bob. I, I have oh, let that go. No more of this. No more you're snow. So, you're living in the right place. Yeah, I don't want to be over in that cold weather. Anyway, so Bob's with us. Bob wrote a book uh, called, he's the author of Solving the UFO Enigma, like I said in the first part of the show, Renegade Nation, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs, and the topic is a little bit unusual, but I'm hoping that Bob will be able to um, get interest from the younger generations in getting involved in researching the UFO phenomena as well as considering careers in math and science. That's what Obamitable said the other night. Uh, the other night. Well, let's know. not bring a right. clown into right. this. Anyway, so people are often skeptical about these UFO phenomena, but they shouldn't be. This is what Bob is uh, talking about, and we're going to get into detail with Bob. And at the uh, subset of UFO reports of around 5% or more are from credible witnesses and frequently backed by hard data such as radar tapes or gun camera film. And for example, astronauts now have seen these things, uh, UFOs. Gordon Cooper and Buzz Aldrin, as well as Harvard astronomer uh, Clyde Tombaugh, have all publicly described their UFO sightings. But the interesting thing is, Renegade Nation, is that we may be on the threshold of understanding the technology of UFOs. And that's why Bob's here. Bob, in a nutshell, is going to explain to you about the extra dimensions that were at one point the domain of science fiction. And we're also going to talk about the Kepler spacecraft that's floating around out there in the galaxy and sending back pictures that maybe, maybe we're just not alone. So hi, Bob. Hey, hi, hi, Rich and Marla. Uh, and uh, that was a great introduction, and that really uh, uh, covered what we're going to be talking about. That's great. Thank you, Bob. I do my homework. <laughs> Other than uh, yeah. chasing women around the beach. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, but... Um, yeah, and do, did you want me to uh, start right away? Well, I guess where I wanted to start was the uh, the theory uh, of everything, which, you know, suggests that we live in some 11-dimensional universe like we talked about before. And also we were talking about warp geometry and the Large Hadron Collider particle accelerator in Geneva, Switzerland. We were talking about all of that when we let go last week. Oh, that's right, Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland. A lot and of people... Yeah, go ahead, Marla, I'm sorry. We were also talking about... I think you called it a membrane around the Earth. Is that what you exactly. called it? Exactly. Okay. Yep. So let's, let's go from there. Uh, yep. So go ahead, Bob. It's all yours. Explain to Renegade Take Nation all of this. Take it away. <laughs> okay. Here, here goes. Here goes. Um, well, um, what's uh, happening in modern physics is really fascinating, and everybody should be paying attention to it uh, because they are now... Uh, they, they've, come, they've been working on these theories for the last couple of decades, and what they're aiming at is uh, uh, absolutely mind-boggling. They're hoping to explain nature at its deepest levels, to understand everything there is to understand, and they're making excellent progress. Um, and I can tell you that uh, the big theory that they're working on now is something called M-theory, uh, and that's been in the works now for like 20-plus years. Oh, you mean uh, Mar Marla? 
the yeah, the Marla theory. The Marla theory. Yeah, they, <laughs> well, they actually don't have a definition for the letter M, so Marla would fit as well as anything else, you know. Okay. And I'll take um, the name. <laughs> and, and so, some some physicists uh, uh, consider the M to stand for mother of all theories. But uh. I like Marla. That sounds pretty neat. <laughs> and, uh, it gives Marla a little bit theory. of sex tone to and, it. Uh, there you go. And, and but um, it's really exciting because um, not only are they um, have they developed these theories which uh, look like they may explain everything, but in addition. They're testing these theories uh, at the Large Hadron Collider Particle Accelerator over in Geneva, Switzerland. Can you and explain? Like, okay, wait. Can you? Ex- that sounded like something out of a um, movie. Okay, can you explain what that is in a very layman's term, short paragraph? What that is? Uh, what the, I could tell you very quickly. What they do is they smash subatomic particles into each other in this uh, collider. You, it's a, you can think of it as a large circular track. It's around 26 miles in diameter. So wow. this thing is huge. And uh, what they do is they, uh, they take subatomic particles like uh, protons uh, inside the nucleus of an atom, and they, and they accelerate them around this track. Uh, they take a a group of them in one direction and a group in the opposite direction. And then they build them up uh, after multiple circuits around the track to near the speed of light, almost to the speed of light. Wow. And then they, wow. then they have them collide head-on with each other. And they have these detectors uh, where they do the collision. And the detectors determine uh, any new types of physics that's occurring uh, in in the collision process, and and uh, that's where it's getting excited, exciting because this is the most powerful uh, particle accelerator that has ever been built. So in other words, and, Bob, what you're trying to say here is with this collider, we might be able to go back in time, or we might be able to go ahead of time. Uh, ahead of time, and somebody's going to have to volunteer to do that, I guess. You know, uh, like well, be bounced out. <laughs> in in a in a way, you're right. Uh, what they're really what they're really doing. Hey, I'll I'll volunteer. They're, they're, oh, oh, no, no, you don't necessarily want to go back in time. No, I want to go ahead. The, uh, oh, ahead would be okay. Yeah, I want to be uh, the ruler. <laughs> and, uh, but I can tell you that um, uh, they are trying to recreate uh, the events at the very beginning of the early universe. And believe it or not, and people find this kind of fantastic, but it's this is actually what they've done already. Um, the universe is about, I guess, uh, 15 billion years old, mm-hmm. uh, give or give or take a couple hundred million years, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and but um, uh, they've actually uh, with these particle accelerators, they've actually witnessed um, uh, th- what the universe looked like, or or the, uh, the the tremendous energies and stuff that were there at at about uh, a few seconds after the beginning of the universe. That's a, that's amazing they can they can get this information. It is. Isn't that something? Absolutely and, amazing. And and they and so they uh, but what they're really trying to do is to get right back to the very beginning itself. And that's going to that would take unfortunately that requires a even though it's only a few seconds, but it still requires an accelerator 
that would be the size of our galaxy or something, you know, and they and they can't really build something that okay. big. Okay, well, what about the theory uh, that's being tested about warp geometry? I mean, we had a lot of emails on warp geometry, and people were going, what the, what the hell is warp geometry? What is that? Okay, warp geometry is one of the theories that uh, came out of M-theory. You can think of M-theory as kind of the uh, umbrella theory that covers all the other theories that are uh, been, have been derived from M theory, mm-hmm. and warp and warp geometry is important for those of us who are interested in the UFO phenomenon because it offers a way for UFOs to go uh, vast distances, interstellar distances between stars, uh, fast. And that's what's exciting. Are, are, are you saying that that's, that's maybe why we're starting to see, or allegedly, see these UFOs flying around and seeing lights all over the world, uh, that they're using this type of warp geometry technology that we're still trying to figure out, but they're popping up here and there and splitting real fast. And, you know, everybody's seen these uh, <clears throat> videos and these uh, photographs. I, I totally agree. I believe that they're using warp geometry to get here, and 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 if I can explain, I'll explain how that works. Okay. Um, uh, they believe that um, warp geometry suggests um, that there may be that we live on a space-time membrane. So when you go out at night and look at all those stars in the sky, they're all on the membrane, the space-time membrane that we live on. And it's a four-dimensional four space-time membrane. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the warp geometry says or suggests that there's another membrane that's floating parallel to the one that we live on. And, uh, and then the space between those membranes is referred to uh, as the bulk, uh, B-U-L-K. Yeah, we talked about the bulk yeah, last week. We yeah, we, yeah, we started guess, getting into the bulk. And it's very important to mention it because... Uh, one of the big unsolved problems in modern physics is why gravity is so much weaker than the other forces of nature. There's only four fundamental forces, electromagnetism, the weak nuclear force, strong nuclear force, and gravity. But gravity is exponentially weaker than the other forces. Mm -hmm. Now, all these forces are carried by subatomic particles, so I'm sure everybody's heard of the photon that carries that carries light, that carries the electromagnetic force. Light is is part of the electromagnetic force, um, and likewise the strong nuclear force is carried by subatomic particles called gluons, and uh, and the weak nuclear force is carried by another type of particle particles called the W plus W minus and Z neutral, and gravity is carried by a single particle called the graviton. Now, the graviton is hypothetical. They've detected all those other particles, but not the graviton. Mm -hmm. And what warp geometry is proposing is that the reason gravity is so weak on the membrane that we live on, um, the reason it's so weak is because 99.99999% of all the gravitons in the universe are in the bulk in that space uh, between the membranes, mm-hmm. and now here's the part. Here's the part that's critical to how UFOs function. Um, the uh, they believe that uh, the, this is where the term uh, warped it becomes important. Uh, the 
the theory, the warp geometry theory suggests that um, that the gravitons are not distributed evenly in the bulk. Instead, they think that that other membrane that's parallel to ours is warped in such a way, uh, gravitationally warped, that it uh, causes um, a, the 99.9999% um, uh, or, or the vast majority of the gravitons in the bulk that are in the bulk there, which is mm -hmm. why the gravity is so weak on our weak on our membrane. It it causes most of the gravitons to be closer to the other membrane, and why that's important is this: uh, the gravity force. That what that means is the gravity force gets uh, exponentially stronger. Uh, the further away you go from our membrane, the one that we live on, and so that means what that this is where this yeah, what does is that mean? The whole thing. Yeah, uh, this this is where it comes. This is the the answer. That means that if a UFO or any type of ship can get in there into that bulk, which means getting off of our membrane, that would the where gravity is strong, general relativity says distances shrink and so if you can get a spaceship in there then the distance to Alpha Centauri uh, which is 4.3 light years from planet Earth uh, would if you can get in to a certain distance in there um, you can shrink that distance to literally 25 miles to Alpha Centauri now that's um, really getting really interesting here and that's what I think they're doing. That's what they, yeah. I, Is it, when you see the UFO or the so-called UFO or the alleged UFO or whatever, they are pro, they're, they're in the membrane, or are they, are they in the bulk? Nope. Uh, they're on the membrane. They're on the membrane. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and, we can, and here's the reason why. Uh, the photons that uh, we need to see with uh, that uh, hit the retina in the back of your eye, mm -hmm. uh, they only exist or, uh, on the membrane, on the membrane we live on. They cannot penetrate into the bulk. Or they, and so that means that um, we can't see... We can't see bulk. the... You're saying we can't see the bulk. Even the astronauts can't see the bulk. Uh, not yet, but we might But, but they're trying to get to there. Okay, so uh, we're going to take a break. Renegade Nation, this is absolutely fascinating information about how all of this uh, works, or supposedly works, but they're getting very, very close. And we're lucky to have Bob Schroeder on, who wrote the book, Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs. You can get the book at Amazon, and Bob, if I'm correct, you can get the book at Barnes & Noble. Is that correct? And, uh, and, no, you can't. You can't. I, Okay. Uh, not yet. I've, I've been talking to Barnes & Noble, and eventually they'll have it there. Okay, so but for right yeah. now, they, if people want to, are really interested in this, they can get the book on Amazon? Uh, that's correct. That's yep. correct. So that's the book right. is called, again, yep. Renegade Nation, Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs by Bob Schroeder. We're going to take a break, Renegade Nation. When we come back, we're going to be getting into more deeper information in regards to the Kepler spacecraft, which recently has been in the news. And amazingly. Amazingly. And uh, my, that's one of my um, ancestors, yes. believe it or not. You probably don't believe it because anything I say just, you don't believe. Just, but, well, they don't know you. They don't know say, me. You yeah. two look like twins. Yeah, we look like twins. Maybe I'm you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about Kepler and what Kepler is discovering out there uh, in the interstellar space. And Bob will talk about that also. You're listening to Renegade Talk where we don't sugarcoat shit. 
Renegade Nation, thank you for all the downloads. Bob will be right back. Hold on. And here we go. Smoking content in a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Okay, we're back, Renegade Nation, for more interesting uh, talk with Bob Schroeder, the author of Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the, the Technology of UFOs. And we've been talking a little bit off air about how interesting this really is. And we... As we were just discussing off air, we're just a speck of dust and we're sitting there and eventually down the road, uh, we might not be around for this, but down the road, we will be able to figure out or figure out how the UFOs are doing what they're doing and learn and also find other civilizations in space that is, um, what was that word again, Bob? I forgot the space is... Um, oh, infinite. Infinite. Space is infinite. Yep. And Renegade Nation, uh, you know, it's so dramatically um, entertaining to, to, to talk about this and talk about to Bob about this. And also now getting into a little bit of a Kepler. They, they put Kepler up uh, back in 2009 and Kepler is a spacecraft that is looking for Earth-like planets. And Kepler, Johannes Kepler, back in the uh, 16th uh, century or 17th century, I'm not uh, too sure, um, discovered the transits of light. And Bob is going to get into a little bit of uh, what that is all about and why the, it's sending back pictures. And about, uh, last week, there was a big story on Kepler. Kepler came into the news Finally. Again. Finally, they, they, they said it. But the Kepler mission, you can go to NASA, Renegade Nation, you can look this up yourself. Um, mission 10 is specifically designed to survey our region of the Milky Way galaxy to discover hundreds of Earth, Earth size and smaller planets in or near what they call the habitable zone and determine the fraction of the hundreds of billions of stars in our galaxy that might have such planets. And it's called the transit method of detecting the extrasolar planets. So Bob's going to get into a little bit of that and uh, talk about the Kepler, uh, what Kepler is uh, sending back to us and how amazingly this is happening. And um, I can't wait till they possibly find a planet that uh, might uh, have um, inhabitants on it. It, It'll be be amazing when they do. And, but I can tell you a little bit about Kepler. It's, um, uh, it's actually focused on one particular region, as Rich had mentioned there, and uh, and they're looking at about um, uh, 145,000 main sequence stars. Uh, these are stars that are in middle aged, uh, uh, that are uh, not um, not giant stars or not tiny little stars, but these are stars that are kind of run of the mill, you know, average stars, and. Uh, and anyway, uh, the, and as Rich pointed out, they're looking for evidence of planets around these stars. Now, the, the way Kepler works is it uses something called transit. And what that means is if, a, uh, if we happen to, if the star we're looking at, uh, it just happens that the orbit of the planets around that star 
happen to be in the line of sight of that star, then when those planets cross in front of the disk of that star, that sun, uh, distant sun, then we'll notice a slight diminution of the light coming from that star. And based on, based on how much that light diminishes, we can actually tell how big the planet is uh, that uh, is going around that star. Um, now, unfortunately, uh, it, it hinges on um, the planets being in the same, uh, in the line of sight from planet Earth uh, going around that star. And that means that only, I think only about 5% of the stars out there randomly are going to have their planets, uh, the, the, the elliptical plane of the planets going around that star, it just happening to be, uh, you know, by probability and by chance, uh, in the same uh, the, uh, plane that we can see them. So what and, you're uh, saying, so what you're saying, Bob, is the size of the planet is found from the depth of the transit, and that's how much brightness, uh, how much the brightness of the star drops, and the size of the star. So from the orbital size and the temperature of the star, the planet's characteristic temperature can be calculated from that. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. Uh, what well, they can, uh, they they can actually, um, uh, they will be able to tell, I believe, um, if it has an atmosphere. No, I'm not sure about this. I'm afraid there, it's not that um, accurate. Uh, the reason is because uh, the stars, uh, the planets that are of greatest interest to us that we can really detect uh, are the ones that are closer to planet Earth within about maybe 30 to 60 light years. Right, that's and, right. That's where Kepler is, right? 30 to 60 light years out? Oh, no, no, no. Um, Kepler is only... Um, you know, I'm actually not sure how far it out, out mm -hmm. it is, but it's um, it's orbiting the Earth, and uh, so it's um, it's probably I I well I, I know something. Uh, uh, let me jump ahead a little bit here. There's another space telescope going up in 2015 mm -hmm. called the James Webb Telescope, mm -hmm. and that is actually going to be able to image planets. Uh, the Kepler can't image; it can only detect uh, indirectly. So, so is this new satellite going to follow Kepler's footsteps into imaging these these planets? Is, is exactly. That, is, so, Kepler what, exactly Kepler's right. going out first to find these planets, and then reporting back, and then this new one's going to come out and image the planets out. Is that correct? That's exactly right. Okay. And what they're hoping to do is with Kepler uh, to do that. They're going to be looking at 145,000 stars, and then. Uh, with the James Webb, they're going to get some of those stars that uh, they know have planets. Okay, so so from that so from yeah. that question of whether or not the planet uh, would be habitable or not necessarily inhabited can be answered. Is that is that that, that that's where we're headed with the Webb? Uh, yes, they can. And here's uh, and with the James Webb, they can do right. it. Mm -hmm. And the way they and the way they do it, uh, th this is just ab absolutely astounding how they do it. It's mind boggling. Um, Though James Webb, when it goes out, it'll be the follow-up to the Kepler. They'll still be using the Kepler to help uh, looking at large numbers of stars mm -hmm. and to narrow it down. But then they'll use the James Webb to really pinpoint on individual stars. And and the and the way it works, and, and I, I know people find this astound will find this amazing. Uh, they're actually going to have 
uh, the problem with trying to image a planet around a distant star is that the light from the parent star uh, blots out everything. And, and so what they're going to do is that James Webb is going to be about 995,000 miles from planet Earth, almost a million miles. And to, to put that in perspective, the sun is 90 million miles from planet Earth. So it's about one ninetieth the distance to the sun. Wow! And 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 it's uh, and it's going to be the James Webb is going to be um, orbiting in something called uh, a, uh, a Lagrange point, um, uh, which is an um, is is a air, air. There's they call these Lagrange points. Uh, what they are? There's uh, places in space where a spacecraft does not need to use any any of its engines to stay in orbit. Um, it's it's a very it's a place where all the gravitational forces from the moon, from the sun, from the earth and the other planets uh, uh, all kind of create kind of a zero gravitational effect and so that these uh, the uh, satellite can just sit there forever and and not have to expend any fuel to stay in orbit. No, I understand and, that right now Kepler is in a 10-day or 20-day uh, backflip on the spacecraft where it's getting the uh, power from the sun for its solar panels and it's uh, repowering itself back up is what I read recently about Kepler. Yes, and they and and of course the the uh, in order to supply these satellites with energy they have to use these solar cells. So my question um, is, I, I have a question, I guess, and Renegade Nation would be asking the same question. Is Kepler in the bulk? Uh, no, it isn't. No, uh, uh, no. Um, uh, Kepler, just like us... Is Kepler is in uh, one of the membranes? In a, in it's a membrane. on the membrane. Exactly. Right. Wow. Exactly. This is yep. so interesting. Wow. Isn't this amazing? <laughs> it's um, absolutely and, amazing. And, and people, and, you know... And, don't don't pay attention to this stuff unless they see a UFO. It's just amazing the science and the physics, Renegade Nation, as to what is out there. And you got to look this up. You got to look up Kepler, and you got to look up the the new telescope uh, that's going up in 2015. Bob is Webb, James Webb. Uh, the James, yep. James yeah, the James Webb, Webb which is going to follow the Kepler spacecraft and determine whether or not these planets are habitable. Now, my question is, and I guess from Renegade Nation also, do you think that these habitable planets could be where the UFOs are coming from? Oh, most definitely, there absolutely, you go. That, that, and and, yeah. and that's very exciting because um, uh, you know we may find a planet that's habitable. It may or may not be the one that the UFOs are coming from. Mm -hmm. um, but um, um, if it does have an atmosphere and if it has oceans and it's um, in the range of an Earth-sized planet, then there's a there's the possibility that the UFOs could be coming from. Uh, that star. However, I would uh, I would hasten to point out that these UFOs could be coming from stars anywhere in our galaxy or from another galaxy. They don't necessarily have to be uh, close to planet Earth. Right. So um, we, we're in the Milky Way galaxy, and there could be you know there's a lot of other galaxies out there, but Kepler's still in the Milky Way galaxy. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yep. And in fact, it's not far from Earth. It's only about a. Um, uh, well, I'm not actually. I I thought I it was about 13 years out. It, I thought it was about 13. But I 13. know Kepler's fairly close to Earth, uh, within a million miles. I'm sure. 
I remember I, I Renegade think. Nation when this was being built in 1999 and all the crap they had to go through to get the spacecraft up there. And then they actually had it on the Ostrich Media. It was on NBC. I think NBC was the only one that uh, showed the launch of Kepler. and no, Nobody paid attention to it anyway. But uh, you should be paying attention to this Renegade Nation because this is how they're going to find out uh, if there's a habitable planet, if there's somebody else out there. And the question is, and you know what that question is, are we alone? And this is the type of scientific talk that needs to be openly discussed further on Laban's terms so everybody can understand it. Instead of this UFO bullshit crap that everybody's talking about, like these UFOs are taking people and sucking them up and doing all this crazy stuff. I don't believe any of that, to be honest with you. I think there are UFOs. You see them. Um, in fact, there were some pictures taken from this the... Um, 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 the uh, telescope that's currently up there right now, floating. Uh, the, oh, the Hubble. The Hubble, and it was a, I think it was the Hubble, and they uh, they had the cameras are attached to the um, to the Hubble spacecraft, and somebody I don't know how they did it, or if they hacked in and got pictures of these little lights flying around Earth's atmosphere. It was absolutely amazing. Oh, wow. I didn't I didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw that, and I go, either the guy made it up or he hacked it, but you could see all these lights flying around Earth, and it was on the outer, in the membrane section of, the, uh, of space, and you could see it. And I'm going, wow. And you could see pictures, right, uh, where, where the, the picture was being taken. You could see part of the Hubble, the Hubble spacecraft or some satellite that's floating around. Maybe it wasn't Hubble. It was somebody. It's another uh, another. Um, space, another telescope, but it was just amazing oh. to see these lights bouncing all over the place, and they were all white lights. Uh, you know what that and could be? Cigar uh, the the uh, space station, um, the, uh, uh, the, um, they have the, the International Space Station up there. Maybe it was the International Space Station. It could be that one, too. Yeah, I believe that's what it is, Rich mm -hmm. and Marla, uh, because um, uh, they, I have seen some pictures on the web that apparently are showing UFOs um, taken from the space station, but I'm I'm very very cautious even about those pictures because software is so good these days yeah. that it's easy to fake it. To fake However, it. They, it, there's mm. a possibility those are real. There is a possibility, um, but I, I but I think it's I urge the audience to be cautious because we don't you know I'd rather have it come from NASA rather than a private individual who might. Might be a real yeah, it needs to come from the scientific community, uh, from NASA specifically. So, right, Marla? <laughs> Marla's just sitting there listening, going, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh no, that's okay. You know, um, uh, th th this stuff, um, there's, there's quite a bit to it, and, and, I, and I admit that it can it can be a bit overwhelming you know when you well that's why we're taking it a piece at a time so next week we'll we will continue this conversation that's a lot to absorb even for ourselves over here even though we're pretty smart over here right, I'm Marla? so absorbed I've turned inside out I turn inside out. <laughs> <laughs> if you like to get my read the read the book Renegade Nation you need, you need to get this book and you need to read it I read it it's absolutely phenomenal and fascinating fascinating to the point that you'll be going whoa 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 it's, it's so interesting the book is called Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs. It's by Bob, and uh, Bob will be able to, uh, even in fact, I'll autograph your book. Right, Bob? Can you do that? Oh, Bob Schroeder? Uh, yeah. I'll autograph the book, yes. So that, that's where you need to go. You need to go to Amazon to uh, get the book well, again. Well, he can't... He can't um Find the Amazon book. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. yeah, I can't. I, I, yeah. I, do, 
when I when I talk at bookstores, I do sign them. You sign, yeah, at bookstores. Well, you have to sign this. Yeah, you have to sign a book and send it to us so we can put it up there. Anyway, so solving the UFO enigma: How modern physics is revealing the technology of of UFOs. And Bob, could you come back next Thursday? We can uh, we can uh, continue this conversation. Oh, I'd love to. Oh, now hold on one second. Remember, he's. I, I may have another show. Okay. I, 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 you can't believe this. I'm having them. They're coming right and left. Good. <laughs> and that's because you. of us. That's because of us. They heard you on on Renegade, and they're going, "Hey, we want them on here." Okay. I think that, I think that's exactly what happened. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, no, we we can talk it off. Well, we can regular, talk about it off air. Our regular oh, yes, day sorry. was yep. Wednesday. In Wednesday, we can talk off air about it. We'll set up a date to bring you back next week sometime to uh, again continue this conversation. How interesting and how in depth it is, and and it takes a long time for people to like you know grasp grasp all of this, especially when you start talking about warp geometry and the collider and Kepler and what they're trying to find out out there if we're if if we are alone or not. How well, interesting! Obviously, we're not. Oh, obviously, I don't think we are. I never I never thought that uh, we were. You know, I, yeah. I I always thought that there was definitely uh, another uh, uh, form of civilization out there someplace. It has to be. We can't be alone. Bob, one thing. Sure. The sun has been burning, I'm not sure how many years. Why? Five billion years. How many? Uh, five billion. Okay, yeah, since the beginning of time. Here. So, what is it made of? How can it just keep on burning and not burn out? Uh, it's actually not burning. Uh, it's actually a nuclear reaction going on, Marla. Um, and what's happening is it's fusion, uh, just like they use in a hydrogen bomb. Uh, so you can think of the sun. At the very center of the sun, there's millions of hydrogen bombs going off. <laughs> wow. and, uh, and And it's converting, um, it's fusing hydrogen into helium and then some of the other heavier elements. And, and, and in that process, energy is released. Um, and, and you might be interested in this. It's something I, that surprised me. Uh, when light is produced at the center of the sun, it takes a couple hundred years to make its way up to the surface of the sun and then be emitted and hit the Earth. Wow. Absolutely I, amazing. Which, that, that surprised me. I didn't even know that myself. That's amazing. I just read it somewhere. In a, yeah, because a lot of people figure that out. How come that sun keeps on burning? Yeah, like, Marla, that, that was a good question, Marlon. Why? It's just every yeah. day you wake up and there it is, so shining. <laughs> Yeah, well, not all that. Very heat. good question. Very good question. And, and, and Marla, that, uh, what's interesting what, about her question is they were asking the same thing back years ago, and they and they thought that if the sun was burning, it would have burned out its fuel, a fuel a long time ago, um, and it's been going for five billion years. Uh, to, just to give one other estimate here, uh, the the sun is five billion years old, but the universe is sixteen billion years old. So. Um, it's about three times older than the sun. Than the sun, wow. Okay, on that note, Renegade Nation, you have a great, happy Valentine's Day. Bob, same to you and your yeah. wife. And thank have a, you, have, and same uh, to you guys. Yeah, and we, we, we will have a great time here in Maui. Renegade Nation, thank you for listening, and thank you for all the downloads. This is a very interesting, interesting academic type of show where we want to get more into the science and the physics of what's going on, and, and you got it right here at Renegade Talk. So send this show all around the place. Go to Amazon. On by the book by Bob Schuller, Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs. And Bob, we're out of here. You have a great day and a happy Valentine's Thanks Day. Thanks so much, Bob. 
for all and the interesting information. Thank you for having me, guys. And if you want me to stay on? Yeah, stay on and we'll okay. talk off air, okay? Anyway, Renegade Nation, have a great day. And as we say, Aloha! Aloha.